Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Testing. Oh my god, it was on mute the whole time. Ugh, what a bitch. And what a shitty movie, too. Oh, it was terrible. Did you ever watch that movie? Mute? Yeah. I didn't know that was a movie. It's a Netflix special featuring... Say no more. ...everybody likes. Uh, Paul Rudd. And someone what? else. And it was like Blade Runner, but not good. <laughs> I mean, I don't like Blade Runner anyway, so for me to tell you that it was Blade Runner, but also not good, says a lot. I literally just saw Blade Runner. Um, uh, roommate Ryan had me watch both of them and he's like, what'd you think? And I said, well, honestly, I thought there'd be more running. (laughs) (laughs) He was not amused, (laughs) but I was telling the truth. There was little, little to no action. It was weird. Yeah. I didn't get it. I think I watched it at the wrong time in my life because I was like, I wanted it to be the giant spectacle that everyone said it was. But then I was like, this is very long and very boring, and I don't like Harrison Ford. And I don't like how this movie treats women. Yes. And then someone was like, no, 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 you missed a point. Don't watch it for Harrison Ford. Watch it for Rutger Hauer. And then I was like, or Hewer? Hewer? Hewer. Mm. He plays, like, the final... Yeah. yeah. I still don't agree, but okay. I feel like... So I feel like Blade Runner was pitched to me as... The fifth element should have been pitched to me. Oh, that's bad setup. And and I mean society, not any one person oh. like set that up for me. I just from you know seeing <laughs> so it wasn't Ryan's fault. Stop it. No, I really just like Blade Runner seemed like, oh yeah, it's futuristic like I was thinking guns, action, like I was thinking Robocop. And I didn't get that at all. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, no, I don't I don't get it. And that's my fault, and that's maybe why I can't enjoy it, because I don't get it. And I was like, I don't care. And then everyone's like, no, it's for, like, the final scene where Rutger Hauer, like, improvs, and it's like the tears are gone in, like, the rain or whatever. And I was like, so you're telling me that this whole movie is only good because of something that wasn't in the original movie. Rutger Hauer made it up. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, no, but it's, like, more than that. It's like, I was like, I... It's not. It's not anymore. Than everything that. you're saying, I don't care about. And they're like, 2049, you should go watch this movie. And I was like, I didn't like the first one. They're like, yeah, but this one has Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I don't and like Ryan Gosling. I, you know what? I like Ryan Gosling, and it was still not fun. Sorry. Sorry about it. Anyways. Anyway. I'm so sorry that you guys tuned in for Sex in the City, and then you got Blade Runner, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Can I start a Ridley Scott podcast and just be like, well, I didn't get it, and I didn't like it. <laughs> Boom, done. I did it. Oh, my God. It would be our shortest podcast ever, because I'd be like, true. I liked Alien. I didn't. Oh. I was, eh, I was whelmed. I was mm. whelmed by Alien. I love Sigourney Weaver kicking ass, taking names. Yes. I like that it's a haunted house movie set in a spaceship. Yes. That's super cool. And then outside of that, I like that it's very practical effect for as much as it can, so I will celebrate that. But then I think it takes way too long to start going. And then the technology just feels very, very dated. <laughs> And I know that, that that's not the movie's fault. It worked with what it had. Right. And I would always prefer what they have as opposed to, like, the giant floating screens that people are just touching and playing in the sky and then you, a bunch of shit just happens. Yes. <laughs> but I was like, man, this is dated and this is ugly. 
What other Ridley Scott movies? Prometheus hated it. Alien Covenant hated it. Didn't see either one. Exodus, Gods and Kings hated it. Yeah, not Ridley Scott, but I got into a weird sci-fi like watching thing because I watched The Fifth Element, watched both the Blade Runners. Um, but there's this series on Netflix called Altered Carbon. Ooh, okay. Gorgeous. That they took a, they said that they got a lot of inspiration flood from, from Ridley Scott. Yeah. 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 But it's great. That one is really good, really interesting, really enjoyed it. But anyways. That's also my problem. Is sci fi is such a I have such a standard for movies that I like and then I like a bunch of garbage. Because I'm like I hate medieval shit, so don't give me medieval shit. I don't like future shit. I don't like space shit. <laughs> I don't like really Scott. I don't like <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> So take those elements out. People are like, what do you like to watch? Scary movies. I like to watch scary movies. I like to watch camp goodness, even if it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. As long as it's camp, I'm there. I just like camp. That's fair. I like camp and horror. Camp is and sometimes great. they go in together. When they go in together, then you get the final girls. Which I love. <laughs> and that was the first time that I got like high high. <laughs> And I no. sobbed so hard during that movie. <laughs> That's so It was great. incredible. It was so beautiful. And then we were watching because we like knew what it was about, but didn't know what it was about. Mm-hmm. So I was just having a great time. The sex added camp counselor. I was laughing hysterically. And that I love everything she's ever been in. She's funny. in The Good Place as one of the roommates. And oh my God, she is. Yeah. Yes. And I fucking love her. And then everything that happens with Taisa Farmiga's mom. I was sobbing. Because my friend who I watched it with, his mom had just died. Oh, no. And so everything was just a lot of emotions. And I was like, I want to be out of my skin. And also, I felt like I had tunnel vision. Like, literally, all of my peripherals were just black blur. And I could only see what I was looking directly at. It was wild. And I had a great time. That's so crazy. That doesn't sound even remotely as fun as my first time. <laughs> <laughs> but Nina Dobrev was there. And then when she was like, it's my time to die. I get oh, my place. Yes. I was sobbing. <laughs> and so I was like, why are you crying? It's You're one, like, Nina Dobrev, who's not good in anything. And then two, <laughs> like, you knew she was going to die. I was like, <laughs> I just don't understand why us pretty people have to continuously have to suffer for the sake of the ordinary looking girl with the middle part. Why is that my problem that the she has to live? middle part. Oh my god, I was in it. And then, oh, what's her name? Ari or Ali Shrekker? Shrekker? Oh my god. I Everyone always tells me her name. She's in Green Room. She played the, oh like, I think her name was Gertie in the movie. Whose brother, like, dies first. Mm. The, like, funny friend. She was also in Green Room and she was also in Broad City. Her. Mm. Also sobbing when she died. I was like, man, this movie has me by the balls. <laughs> and boom, that's a transition. Boom. Speaking of segues. Speaking of balls. <laughs> balls. Let's um, get into the episode. Or do you want to update people on how your Christmas and holiday and everything went? Let's do it, but let's cap it like at five minutes. Okay. <laughs> Go. Uh, it was good. <laughs> I did the same thing for both, which was nothing. I just chilled out, watched Perf. movies. Uh, Christmas Day, we watched Friday After Next, which is fucking hilarious, but super problematic. Mm. Um, then we watched Dumplin' again. I made my whole family watch that, and everybody cried, and I was like, good. Love it. Good. Good. And I was the only one, because that, like, Dove Cameron wins a beauty pageant at the end, and then it cuts away before she has, like, a speech or has her moment, and I get that that's the point, because it's not about her. Mm. But I was like, let her! Let her have her moment! She just won! (laughs) This is so mean against the skinny Bond girl! (laughs) And they're like, 
we just saw these like big girls or weird girls or alt girls like get their moment to shine who cares about the blonde skinny girl who has everything i was like that's not what this is that's very anti-feminist we need to care about all of them them. not just the ones who are different fuck you guys she was nice the entire time like if she was a bitch like i'd be like okay no fuck that bitch all right yeah but she was so nice and so kind and she wanted to be helpful and i was like oh my god i want to be your friend (laughs) <laughs> and then for new year's i made sure that the last movie that i watched in 2018 was roma because mm-hmm. i knew it was gonna be important i knew it was gonna be big and i was also house sitting mm-hmm. and they have a fat ass fucking television yeah and i turned off every single light i put the couch as close as i could like here is where it is healthy to watch television then i moved it a few inches further just so <laughs> i could like make sure that i get the full vision nice. and i mean challenge watching and challenge passed the fuck out which i expected him to and then i was just like watching it like oh my god this is such a beautiful tale <laughs> And then we went to go to Faces, mm-hmm. and Kimchi, local drag queen, mm-hmm. season eight, top three, was there, and then she fucked up the timing, <gasps> so we didn't even have a countdown on New Year's. It was like 12.01, and all of us were like, hey, wait, 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 because she was making a speech, and we're like, hey, it's midnight. And she's like, oh, shit. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year! And I was like, man, cool. That's the perfect way to have started this. And then I went home. <laughs> That's so funny. I got invited a couple of places, but I was not feeling being out for New Year's, so I stayed in. But next year, I'm going to... Or this year, technically, I'm gonna turn it up. I'm gonna go out. What are you gonna do? I have no idea. Are I have, have your twelve months to figure it out. Maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what, what happens. What if we make a swingers party? Everyone comes in, puts their keys in a fishbowl. Okay, but also I don't want people all over my couch being swingers. What about your bed? No, that's a brand new. I also got a new bed frame. A closet. No. Bathroom. You have a very spacey bathroom. Uh, easily, like, four couples could be in there. I could take everything out of the bathroom, throw on some plastic. <laughs> It'll be fine. You could get three couples in there, I think. I think four. I think... Yeah, four. Because we can do one in the bathtub. Yep. We can do two on the floor. Yes. Because there's enough room, and then one's up against the counter. Yep. Absolutely. All let's, right. Let's go for, Let's Swingers see party. <laughs> our new experiment is going to see how many people we could have bone in in Paige's bathroom. Okay. It was a big okay. bathroom. You were right. Huh? I have a bigger bathroom. Okay. That was the deal. I got the big bathroom. <laughs> because the bathroom that I had um, at my old place was very tiny. So you wanted the space. So it was like, it's my time. I was talking with someone and... Or did I watch in an interview? I don't remember the context for this thing. But they're like, the keto successful relationship is having separate rooms and separate bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I was like, no. Yes. Or just like separate rooms. No, and I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, a separate bathroom would be nice too. A separate bathroom is essential. Um, Chad and I never shared a bathroom. Not once. The whole time we were together. We slept in the same room, but there was always two because um, there was a time when we both did something dumb and both needed a bathroom for the remainder of the evening. (laughs) So if you both eat at the same place and you both get food poisoning, do you really want... To see your significant other shitting into the sink because you're on the toilet? No. That ruins relationships. Well, no. You shit into the tub. Doesn't matter. You don't want to see them do it. Um, According to the novel, Call Me By Your Name, you want to see your significant other poop. It brings you closer. They're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They're 100% wrong. Mystery needs to be in. It's, It's no. It's not a thing. It really isn't. Also... Um, I jumped on the train of people who are getting long-term birth control methods until this particular presidential spiel is over. Okay. 
Um, so I almost exactly a week ago got an IUD. Woo! I didn't actually get it for birth control purposes. I'm not in a relationship, and so no big deal. But it has benefits. Um, but yes, I they believe that I have endometriosis, and this particular IUD is supposed to get it to the point where you almost don't even have a period anymore. Therefore, no, no pain during, like, having my period, because I won't have my period. So I'm like, that's fair. Um, I was worried, because all birth control pills have um, emotionally screwed with me in the past. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping, like, a very close eye on myself. At the same time, the tech had a really, really good point, which is it's not, not, not as much of it as getting into my bloodstream as it would be taking a pill. Okay. And so there's less hormones going into my body than normally would be. And so I'm like, I think I'll be fine. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna go for it, and I'm going to pretend that I'm fine. Um, the tech, because I did a ultrasound before I got it in, just to make sure, like, nothing was seriously wrong in there. And the tech was so freaking cute. <gasps> she was so great. She was just like, I can't, like, tell you anything, but I can show you where everything is. Like, do you want to see everything? And I'm like, um, yeah, of course I do. And so she's, like, fooling around in there. And she stops and she says, you're ovulating right now, aren't you? And I went, oh my God, you can tell that? And she was like, yes, you can see um, around the, you know, the lining is very, um, very thin. And then do you want to see your eggs? And I'm like, oh my God, I do want to see my eggs. And so she's like showing it to me. And she was like, wow, yeah, yeah, you're definitely ovulating. You have a lot of eggs in there. So one side had four eggs and the other side had two. So, just to give you an idea, like, we're only supposed to drop one egg a month. (laughs) I could have had sex tuplets this month. I think. And this is where sex education should be better, because I don't know. (laughs) I don't know enough about my own body to know whether or not all of those eggs that I saw were ones that were dropping or not. But I would think that they wouldn't be seen unless they were on their way out. Or was the body just, like... Do they all look the same? Because, like, maybe, like, yeah. it had dropped one and it was still, like, producing the other one. So the other one's still, like, in the in development yeah. phase. Yeah, I don't know. But it was, like, some Ridley Scott shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it back around. <laughs> no, but seriously, I was, like, so fucked up with myself. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's how fertile I am that I could have had sex tuplets this month? That's so crazy. And then I was like, is that true? <laughs> I don't even know what's true about my own body. Like, I have to go look it up. <laughs> and this is why you need to watch Sex Education on Netflix. Yes, which is really, really good. But I'm only, like, three episodes in, so no spoilers. No spoilers. So I think it's only eight episodes the whole yes. season. yeah. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> I, I was talking with someone, because everybody knows that I hate watching television. Yes. And 22 episodes, I will not do. That's, that's bullshit. Fair. I think that's dumb. 13 episodes, it's an event. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. 10 episodes... I start getting delicious. <laughs> Eight episodes. You I'm like, fucking Ooh, had me. <laughs> this is incredible. Can't, um, Channel Zero on sci-fi, which mm. is just like horror creepypastas made into great television. Mm. Six episodes each season. And then I'm just like, man, <laughs> I wish that was still enough for me. I'm not going to watch them. But I'm glad that those options exist. I was like, why won't you watch six episodes? Like, it's still six episodes. <laughs> I want my story over in three hours max. That's fair. And they're like, you're not happy with six episodes? That's... That's nothing? That's 18 episodes or 16 episodes less than like a full season of something. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if they can tell this story in six episodes, mm-hmm. there is not a single fucking reason that anything needs to be longer. <laughs> you just want mini series, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. You just want Two, sharp objects. <laughs> you want. That you want Big it. Little Lies. No, I don't. Ugh. I watch Big Little Lies because they're like, season two is going to come out. Meryl Streep's going to be in it. I was like, well, Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman in a show. I obviously have to watch it. And I watched season one. Mm-hmm. And it was like watching Challenge Dream Life. Fair. He is going to grow up and be Reese Witherspoon. Oh, my gosh. Can you see it? I can see it. So clearly. Oh, that's exactly Muffin. how it's gonna be. And like it's gonna be good for him. But I was like, man, <laughs> this was not for me. I wanted Ugh. to say that it sucks, but that's not fair. It was very hard to watch. Incredibly difficult to watch. Yes. The only interesting part was Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, I was like, Reese Witherspoon, I don't care about your life. Jaylee Woodley, I'm so sorry, honey, baby child. I know you're going through some stuff. I don't care about your fucking life. You know, everyone, every single person, I feel like, except for Nicole Kidman, to a point, was just a shit person. Yeah! And I don't want to believe that that's how the world really is. If you have money and you're white and you're pretty, hell yeah, that's how the world is. I don't like it. Me either. (laughs) And it was so annoying and all these people, oh my god, but I did, I love Laura Dern. Because obviously, yeah, because leather, yeah. But I was like, man, this fucking sucks. All these rich <laughs> white people politics of like, mm, who's in charge of the the PTA? Who's going to be doing this? Are you dropping your kids off? Um, we need to talk about your kids and my kids getting along together. Why wasn't my kid invited to your birthday party? Oh my god! Oh my god! I was like, who cares? None of this is real. Kim, there are people dying. I I couldn't have cared any fucking less. Yeah. And it was I, so hard. I think at one point I tweeted something along the lines of, listen, I am now more invested in who is beating up that little girl than <laughs> which adult is dead because all the adults can die. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's sad. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, this is just, it's just hard to watch. I think I got your essential oils in my eye. <gasps> no. Do you need Visine? Do you need... What the fuck is that? A wash? I don't know. No, it's fine. See. Let's see how far we can go until we have to quit. No, but, oh like, God. with Sharp Objects and with Big Little Lies, who were directed by the same person, which I can tell. And they're very mm. much like a we're telling women's tales, as told by women. But I was like, yeah, but you got a male to direct them. So that's still different. Yeah. And like that. But I want to see the show with Patricia Clark, Patricia Clarkson, mm-hmm. Amy Adams, mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and Laura Dern. Yeah. That's the show that I want to watch. Yeah. Picking those and go. Yeah. I guess I have to write something for them. <laughs> a Sex in the City reboot. Yeah. <laughs> no, if I were to do no. that, it would have people of color. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't do all white. Speaking of which, though. Speaking of all white, Sex in the City. Sex How long have we been talking? Forever. We've been talking for 18, 18 minutes. minutes. So that's like 12 minutes, me listening time. <laughs> 1.5. Um, I don't know if that math is correct. Woo! Math. I think So we are in season four. We are in episode 10 bells of the balls when this went when i read this i was like oh good i get to talk about balls i'm so excited excited. i'm so proud and then it was so weird because what she said was reflected in the episode i was Mm -hmm. like man girls love them some balls yeah they were so lying they were all lying um the synopsis is trey's manhood is challenged when charlotte tells him he needs to have his sperm tested big reaches out to carrie for support much to aiden's displeasure yeah that's the whole thing. Who would you like to start with? 
<sighs> Let's do Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte, Miranda, Samantha, Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> Charlotte. I forgot the order. Charlotte, Samantha, Miranda, Carrie. So. No. Charlotte, Miranda, Samantha, Carrie. Samantha, Samantha, Carrie. Okay. You know what? One of these days we're going to have our shit together. And people are going to be like, am I doing it to the right podcast? I don't like this podcast. I don't What like is this podcast. NPR special? <laughs> or just <laughs> ASMR rich- podcast. <laughs> so we're going to do the synopsis in... Uh, three seconds. It's stop it. It's so hard. You just broke it. I was giving the people what they wanted. No, that's so loud. I'm gonna have to cut that out. Is it? That's so. Look at it. I don't know what that means. That's loud. That's what that was. I apologize. I balance the audio on behalf and the editing process. You do? Yeah. Okay. I auto level so that way it never peaks. Because <laughs> I know where I peak. Thank you. Okay, so Charlotte um, tells Trey that he needs to have his burn tested because they want a baby and they're having trouble, I guess. Now that he's finally got it up, I guess he's not doing Charlotte the is job. Charlotte never satisfied. No, never. She's like, your dick work. Okay, let's put it in me. Let's get some babies. And he's mm-hmm. like, dude, we just we just solved one problem. Can you, like, chill out? Yeah. She's ready to go. He even calls her out. He's like, it's only been three months. Yeah. It's, like, not been a while. <laughs> And so he doesn't want to get his sperm tested because he's worried something will be wrong with him, which I feel is like the basis for all men going to the doctor for anything. If they don't go, then nothing's ever wrong, right? They're dumb. Yes. And I'm one of them, but they're (laughs) dumb. I am also one of them. I hate it. I just um, got a note from my doctor that they're not going to renew my thyroid prescription until I go in and like actually see somebody, but I hate him. I hate that doctor. He's a jerk. Can you switch doctors? Probably, but I'm, like, lazy about calling. <laughs> so there's How that. How can I help you? <laughs> uh, my mom just had to go through a big old struggle with doctors and something in her uterus. Mm-hmm. And there were so many doctors who were like, nothing's wrong. You're fine. And she's like, how am I fine when I'm literally in pain? I've been bleeding for 28 days. And they're like, it, I don't know, like menopause. And she's like, no, that's definitely not what this is. And then we finally got a doctor for her that's taking care of her and mm-hmm. is treating her right. And is actually creating solutions for her problems. So I was like, man, this is incredible. Weird how having a doctor who believes you and who isn't a fucking asshole to you. And how different it is. Yeah. I have never found one. So there's that. Also, doctors are assholes. Yeah. Like, for the majority of it, they're like, oh, I'm saving your life. I'm like a fucking god. (laughs) Like, your eyes are mismatching. Your face is not symmetrical. You're ugly. You just have a lot of money. And you're smart. A lot of money. What well, you think being smart is everything? No. No, it's not. <laughs> Why are they always picking on us, pretty girls? I wouldn't know. <laughs> I posted that whole like, "How did aging hit you?" challenge, and I was just like, "I listen. I'm a dumpster fire then, but dumpster fire now." <laughs> there was someone on my Twitter feed who was like, uh, "It's none of your fucking business what I look like in 2009." So no, I will not be posting anything. Nah. And I was like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Facebook reminded me, like, hey, everyone's doing this challenge. Here's your first photo. And I was like, uh, first of all, that's, like, my fifth photo because I deleted the first four because I was ugly. <laughs> Too and then before we started podcasting today, I told I told Paige I was going to get plastic surgery on my face. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He showed me a before and after photo. And I was just like, he just got his eyebrows waxed. That's all. His <laughs> cheekbones were reduced and his jawbones were shaved down. Your cheekbones are glorious. Yeah, but it could be Your better. chin is glorious. Your Where, nose what is chin? proportional. What chin? Please. 
look, if you put your finger on your bottom lip, theoretically, it should touch the bottom of your chin, and then it's proportional. I'm missing, like, a like a centimeter, if anybody's getting a chin implant, it's me. What? Is, what? What What was the point of that? Like, put it to your bottom, bottom of your lip, and equal, like, and your chin should be touching your finger, also. Would I not just be resting my finger on my chin? Like, no, no. matter how far it is? Look, see how much space I have? No. I have space. I have a tiny, tiny Also, bit of how space. can that be measured? <laughs> like... That's just proportional. <laughs> Sorry, we look it's like either- fools <laughs> over here. Like, like, we're about to tell secrets to each other. They're like, <laughs> I could easily be doing this. I could easily be doing this. And I could easily be doing this. No, but like... E- yeah, equal up and down. I don't know what that looks like because I can't see my face. <laughs> I can't see my finger. Do you have one of those, like, rulers that has the bubble in it so I know... You have a pen. Fake. But it's still, like, I can move it wherever... <laughs> I don't understand. It's your fine. Witchcraft. It's fine. Your yours is fine. I'm gonna get this shaved so that I have a stronger jaw. Why don't you just get a chin implant? I don't want a chin implant. Because if you get a chin implant, then it's less invasive, and there's something right there, and then it immediately creates that. Oh no, I want them to invade. And then I want to get this tucked in a little bit, and then I'm gonna get you're crazy. This shaved down a little bit, and then I get a symmetrical face. No. And then this bump on my nose, I'm gonna get it flattened out. Oh my god, you're gorgeous. Stop hating yourself i don't hate myself not anymore <laughs> that took me a while and i was like okay cool i don't hate myself i've accepted myself i'm continuously working on bettering myself through exercise proper diet which i'm still trying to work on mm-hmm. drinking lots of water and then moisturizing and i was like okay cool the structure of my face is something that i can't do unless i get plastic surgery and so if i do 90 percent of the work and then 10 percent of the work is cosmetic I think that's fair. Oh my gosh. You're stressing <laughs> me out. Man, welcome to my world 20 minutes ago. You're almost as stressed out as Trey was oh trying gosh. to get his sperm sample. <laughs> and then he fucking Charlotte comes in with Big Jugs magazine and she was like, hey, look. You like boobs. You like big boobs. And then even then he was just so sad because he was like, oh, you knew I would have a problem. Because he immediately yeah. thinks that there's always something wrong with him and he's, she's constantly trying to find like defects in her, mm-hmm. in him. Yep. And she's like, no, no, no. I just came prepared. And that is so sweet because from her side, she's doing everything right. Yeah. And from his side, he's just seeing it all as an attack. Yeah, I know that feel. And that is so, that is such a hard place to be in. Because mm-hmm. if you, the way you look at a situation is the way you're going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. And if that's the way you saw it, you can't change it. You can understand the different perspective, but you're like, but that's not how I saw it. Yeah. And well, so sad. yeah, everybody has their different realities. Like, if I say something like, oh, I wonder why, you know, this is happening on this date specifically. Somebody else is going to take that as a, Ugh, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. When in reality, I'm just like, I wonder why. Yeah. And it's going to come off weird every time. And it's odd. Like, yeah, it's, and it's just everyone like, has their own different realities and how they're taking things is not necessarily how it's being delivered. And it always feels like those magnets where you put them, trying to put them together, but there's like little forces at work that yes. you can't put them together. The opposite side of the magnet. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels so weird because when you were saying that, I was like, oh, they're like working at it. There's nothing wrong there, but there's just a little force that mm-hmm. just doesn't let you connect. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. Yeah. It is so sad. <coughs> so anyway, he ends up getting getting his sperm out sperm is fine she gives him like a little handy and pulls on his balls and pulls on his balls i'm so excited we'll, we'll get into about that balls. one um, but then it turns out that everything's fine yeah so i mean something's wrong with her mm-hmm. which like didn't 
I understand that that's for a different episode, but the way it was just announced, it was like, a, and everything was fine with Trey. As the narration, I was like, we didn't hit the fact that this, and that could have easily been a nice way to be like, hey, there are bigger things coming. Mm-hmm. Like a show, a show would have done, but the show was very much like, this is wrapped. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah, this is sitcom style. Everything's wrapped up in a tiny bow, and maybe it carries over to the next episode. Most likely not. Yeah, and I was like, that's weird, because we know it has to. Mm-hmm. It's, like, literally the biggest part about Charlotte's arc right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, does she really have an arc? Uh, She wants things. She gets <laughs> she things. She wants an arc. She, she doesn't get an arc. <laughs> she doesn't get the arc that she wanted, <laughs> and not the way that she wanted, so that she has to fix it. And then it turns out that there's nothing wrong with the other part. It's her. And having to face Spoiler that, I think that's going to be an arc. Yeah. Or I, I think that, like, in terms of just people, like, those are some arcs, too. Yeah, well, and there's a lot of, like, being fertile and, like, knowing as, like, your basic human that that's what you're here for. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry, his procreation. And so knowing that you are unable to do that um, can have a really, really difficult effect on you. Um, which kind of leads us into Miranda. Miranda. Um, I wish we had a soundboard and we just have that. Just, just boop, boop, Miranda. Boop. Yeah. Miranda. Miranda. Stupid. So the episode starts out that they are taking Steve out because he just had testicular cancer, just had one of his balls removed, and. Um, he wants to get a fake testicle. And then there's this whole hilarious conversation where Samantha's just like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, balls or whatever. And, like, just goes into this whole, like, I can't even remember it anymore because it's been 300 years since we've seen this episode. <laughs> yeah, your computer <laughs> took a little while to update. <laughs> but I just thought it was great because I, I think balls are hilarious. I don't know why, but every all the girls in the show are just like, yeah, whatever. We don't care about balls. They're just there. What? Like, who cares? And Steve's like, you know, no, I feel like less of a man. I care. Like, I want to go and get a fake ball. And which is so wild to me. Like, Miranda makes a good point where she says to him, she's like, listen, I've been down there. I couldn't tell you how many you have. Two, four, eight. Who knows? Baker's dozen. I don't know. I don't know the fuck's down there. You wouldn't. You wouldn't notice if it felt just like a bag of marbles. <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I would because I love them, and I Why know do that you there love balls. Be. Let's talk about that. Let's unpack that because they are just the greatest toy. Like <laughs> they are. Like if you're just being like sexual with somebody, like let's say you're you're giving a blowjob. Okay. It's something to play with while you're down there. You're like, this is, this one's for me. And it's fun to, like, hold them like they're little, like, baby birds or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it warms them and it actually is good for the dude, too. Yeah. Like, and in the show, like, they talk about, like, you know, yeah, you just, like, pull them, like, and I'm like, oh, my God, gently, though. Right. <laughs> and they but, like, don't address that. Then that's actually a thing that people, or that a lot of sex therapists talk about. That, like, in order to, like, achieve a better orgasm, mm. if right about you're about to orgasm, pull the testicles slightly away from the body, mm. and then the intensity of the orgasm will feel significantly better. 
Mm. And then I've tried. Then I was like, oh man, that bitch was right. <laughs> she knew what the fuck she was talking she about. She knew what she was talking about. She got her degree. She got that degree. Yeah, and she got that PhD. <laughs> I don't know who I am. That's okay, because I made a summa cum laude joke, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, but no, they are fine. And like, even in a non-sexual space, like, you'll just see constantly guys who are just like watching something or just in activity just holding on to their balls yeah he's like what are you doing it's like i don't this is my comfort zone and it does feel nice and just Mm -hmm. holding it in your hand like this is i feel home yeah (laughs) and steve um equates him getting a fake testicle to women who have breast cancer and get breast implants and i have to agree that they are quite similar similar in the sense that like the way that he feels about them about, like, being more of a man or whatever, they make you, you know, a man. The same way that, like, boobs absolutely make you feel more womanly, more like, yeah, that's right, I got tits here. And it's totally something also that we do, where if we're by ourselves every once in a while, you just hold them. <laughs> you just, you're just like, hey, this is here, it's cool, let's just, let's just snuggle up to your own tits. It's a thing. Um, a challenge favorite annoying thing that I do is every time we're cuddling mm-hmm. I just grab onto one of his boobs and I was like man I wish you had boobs <laughs> like for what I was like maybe just even one boob because when we're cuddling I would just like to hold it yeah and, then that's the and you know way. what they feel so great when yeah. they're like held when you're like cuddling like that's the best and then I've cuddled people who have boobs and then I was like can I hold your boob and they're like yeah and then I was like man <laughs> I passed the fuck out because it feels so comfortable yeah it's my best. perfect stance is gonna be me holding onto my nuts holding onto someone else's boob and then just going that's, that's the ultimate be out. <laughs> the best sleep of my whole life, and yes. I'm not going to wake up with red in my eyes. No. Why would you wake up with red in your eyes normally? Oh, my eyes, like right now, uh-huh. that's how I wake up. My okay. eyes constantly just look like this. That's weird. Maybe, have you tried drops or something? I don't know. I've tried drops, but it's also because I strain my eyes at any given opportunity on my phone slash laptop very often. Um, and also, I'm not wearing glasses. That's fair. Yeah. So my eyes are tired. Your eyes are tired. Um, so Miranda nixes the idea that he gets a fake testicle because it's a trial and not actually safe yet. And so she's like, no, fuck no, you're not getting, you're not getting this. You're not. We're leaving. We're leaving right the fuck now. And poor Steve says, I just, I need it. And she was like, why do you need it? And he says, because who's going to fuck a uniball bartender? And then she does. And I have to say, it is the sweetest pity fuck I've ever seen, but it's still a pity fuck. It's still a pity fuck. And I don't know that I would be altogether, like, healthy, great about that. It it doesn't feel right. I think in this context, obviously that's where we're going to go, and the characters are going to come out of this fine. But I think in an everyday situation, that's not the answer. Well, I don't think that he would have accepted it. I think he would have gotten upset that she was trying to sleep with him and left because yeah, be like, no, he doesn't, doesn't want her problem. pity. Yeah. Like, and he's approached that subject before. Cause she's pitied him several times. He's like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me feel better. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got less testosterone now, so maybe he just gave in. <sighs> he's so beautiful. <laughs> he's so sweet. Poor guy. And then he was like, uh, my favorite thing was him saying, I need to, otherwise they're going to, it's going to look lopsided. I was like, testicles look lopsided anyways. Yeah. It's always the left bigger than the right. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Either way, it's not. 
It's it's not symmetrical. Is your right testicle bigger? Or is your left testicle bigger? We want to know. I can have a podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, there will be a Twitter poll. Yes. We'll Twitter poll it. We'll Instagram story it. It's going to be great. Yes. Ah, can't wait. <gasps> what? I'm trying to figure out what our photo can be. Like, if it's going to be grapes or, like, two oranges in a sack. I think it should be us trying to find our chin. <laughs> I still don't get what the fuck's like. No, I'll show you after. It's fine. Okay. I'm sorry that I peaked. You peaked. It's okay. You peaked in the fourth grade. <laughs> now I'm just riding that way, bitch. What's that? That's fair. I feel like I peaked in my 20s. But I don't know. I feel like my biggest peak is yet to come. Oh. Yeah. So you hit like a good... Yeah. And then you're going to go down, go down, and down, build up some momentum, then go... I'm not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to go all the way down. I'm going to, like, I'm going to end at the top. Like deliberately get into a tragic car accident at my like height of amazing. I got high with Jess and Joe, and then we were talking about something. I was like, "There's no truth. There's only perspective." And then out of nowhere, I'm just like, "The only truth that there is is rock bottom," and that's why we're afraid of it. And then Joe just looked at me. His mind was blown, and I was like, "What did I say? Why are you tripping out? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong?" <laughs> You're like, "What's the problem?" What's and it happens so often with them, especially and that makes me so happy. Is I'll just say one thing, and they're just like blown by or blown away by it. I'm like, "What did I say? <laughs> what I said this thing?" And they're like, "And I'm like, yeah, but you said that." And I just reiterated. They're like, "Yeah, but you like got it." <laughs> and I'm like, "You guys are hippies. You, you guys, I cannot." <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I like it. And sometimes I'm just like, "Okay." But then I had the conversation about rock bottom with Chris, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I think I want to hit rock bottom." Because it would mean that there's only room for growth and that there is nothing left except to do better mm. and be who you want to be. Because after that, you lose all expectations of other people. You lose everything that you're trying to be for other people. And it's only you, your goal, and working on yourself, which is a hard place to be. And I definitely don't want to be there. Yeah. Because I love the people that I have in my life. I love the support that I have in my life. And I have I love all the opportunities that I have in my life. But in concept, that would be an incredible place to be. I feel like I had that time, and again, maybe it was just depression, but like, <laughs> um, like junior, end of my junior year, summer into my senior year, I spent all by myself, didn't hang out with anybody, didn't do anything, was just in my own world, being super depressed, feeling like nobody cared about me, and everything was shitty, and nothing mattered, and whatever, and... The end of the summer, I reached a conclusion, which was I could either, like, really just shit or get off the pot at that point. Like, I needed to either kill myself and make sure that it stuck, um, or I needed to pick myself up and try and do better. Like, try not to be depressed, try to live life the way that it should be lived. And I decided to live life. And it was hard because I was still incredibly depressed. Right. Um, But I feel like the more that you care about yourself, the more that you are confident in your abilities, the more people that will support you and will be your friend and will come around. Mm -hmm. And in that perspective, I think that I hit rock bottom. But it's definitely not something I would wish on anyone. Like, I think there's a way to just love yourself and not have to hit a rock bottom and still want to, like, be better for yourself and surround yourself yes. with good people. Well, um, 
I want to clarify because based off what you said, I definitely agree with all of that. Mm. I don't know. That's um, not what you were like. Yeah. Heading for, but yeah, it's that was just my perspective. My also. F- and, and no, it ties very together or ties very well together. That's why I'm glad. But you said what you said because there definitely is. I think hitting rock bottom means that there's like you can only see the path of doing better. Mm-hmm. Like you can, there are choices you can yeah. make before, mm-hmm. but once you're in that spot, you have to come to face with everything that's going on mm-hmm. before. Like you, you should always be aware of who you are, be aware of what your goals are, be aware of what is providing you with progress and what is holding you back. And very, I think there are people who can do it in limited ways, whether it's like people, opportunities, material things, oppor- or weird thing going on where they can be aware of what's good and what's not good for them Mm -hmm. and there are other people who are just like i'm just gonna take everything and then it's gonna work out hopefully but when you have nothing Mm -hmm. then you're gonna be like oh shit i know what the fuck this feels like and i never want to be here again okay smart decisions supportive people let's do good Mm mm-hmm it's yeah. wild. It's a shitty place to be. No one would ever want to be there. Yeah. But once you're there. But yeah, once you're there. It, the whole world's at your fingertips. Right. Yeah. You have nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does certainly help to have a support system. You know, there are people in my life that have shown me that I can do things that I never thought that I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, Emily made me audition for No More made me audition like forced me to do it i think that i'm a shitty actor i think i'm really super fucking terrible but i actually like got a role and we all auditioned against like people from new york city and this is their dream is to be an actor Mm -hmm. people from la auditioned and a panel of people who are professionals who do this for a living chose us and that I needed that to see that I was actually really good as an actor, mm-hmm. probably more in movies and then on stage. But the fact that I know that I can get there now and that I'm good at that is something that I never would have found without her. It, 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 it is so important to recognize the saints in your life. Mm-hmm. Obviously, don't idolize anybody, because the second you idolize somebody, you're dehumanizing them, and then your idols will teach you that they have flaws and it's going to hurt. But you can also recognize people as how great they are. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part about having the saints in my life is that nobody tells me what to do or nobody tells me the answers, because they know that I would reject it the the second someone told me, this is what you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. But they show me, or they provide me the language to understand what's going on in my head. And it's great, because like um, Chris has always done that. And it was always in a sneaky way. And then Jess just would repeat what I said. Mm-hmm. And then, like, raise an eyebrow at me. And then I'm like, oh, my fucking God, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, this is this is this. And I would just unpack it all. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, I didn't do anything. Mm. You said everything yourself. I'm just like, <gasps> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'm marvelous. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Suck my dick. And then um, me and a couple of friends got together. And we were talking about therapy. Because one of them was a therapist. And I was like, the best therapist that I had would just listen and then she would ask me questions and then I was very excited and like therapists shouldn't tell you what to do anyways mm-hmm. but I like this specific therapist wouldn't he, there was never a declarative sentence or statement mm-hmm. everything was questions and then I'd be like well this is this she's like okay well based off of knowing that why are you still doing this because this is this is this and I know <laughs> that I shouldn't and this is this and then she's like okay, okay. and I'm like oh shit 
oh my god you're so, so right she's like i didn't say anything so you what do you want to do differently yeah which is what a therapist should do but mm-hmm. i was like man this is it therapy's great everyone <laughs> needs it oh i'm i would love to do therapy but i'd also be terrified to do therapy because what i i feel like like they'll bring up something that i don't realize that i do and i'll feel super shitty about it and then i'll spiral into a depression but if being aware are you you even sorry cut that (laughs) even being aware of it would upset you knowing that like if it's something you don't like you can fix i would be i think i would just be embarrassed by all the previous times that it happened Mm. because most of the time when i feel upset or angry or hurt or know that i did something wrong um my first instinct is just to retreat. I stop calling people. I stop texting people. I just want to be in my room and be cranky about whatever it was. And so I feel like if they bring up something that I had no idea about, I'd be fucking devastated. I think I'm pretty self-aware and I don't know that they would actually end up doing that. Like they'd be like, you realize you do this, this and this. And I'm like, yeah. And that comes from my mother and I hate it. Like, I would know. I would know exactly what I was doing and where it came from because I'm, like, very analytical about myself. Yeah. Um, But, like, I also feel like I overthink things so much that I've already thought about what they would say to me. And there's certain things that I have found, like, as I've grown older in life that are not necessarily, like... The right thing to do when you're growing up is always the easy thing. Like, just do this. Just act this way and everything will be fine. And as you get older, or as I got older anyway, like, I saw that, like, the right thing to do wasn't the easy thing to do. And that gets really difficult. Like, like Chad and I splitting up was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do because I still love him. I still care about him. And it's because I love him and I care about him that I had to do what I did so that he could thrive, that he could be his own person. And I'm not saying that it was like a hundred percent on me. Like I was being a shit show. Like I was trying really hard. It just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I wasn't good for him anymore. And I had to, separate myself and that's a really hard thing to do from somebody that you love and even now there's certain things where i'm like god i he's going through a really rough time and i can't be there for him because i'm not that person anymore right and you can't be not for your health yeah and like it's hard it's hard being the adult yeah like and seeing that there are certain people that even though you love them have a certain way of being toxic for you And so you have to remove yourself from the situation. And removing yourself from a toxic situation when you love somebody is the worst, worst thing that you can do. Hell fucking yeah. For yourself. But it's the best thing that you can do. Hell fucking yeah. I have a similar view on certain things. I think, if not the same thing, they're definitely like sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, But my biggest fear is other people knowing things that I don't know. So I think that I'm very self-aware. And I think if someone were to tell me, like, hey, do you know that you do this thing? And then if I had no idea that I was doing that thing, I would feel super upset just because 
I think I pride myself on knowing so much about myself and being mm-hmm. aware of what I'm doing and how I'm reading to other people for the most part. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that there are places where I have a blind spots, but I'm aware of those blind spots. Mm-hmm. So I'm still just like, okay, good. But if there's something that I had no idea that I did or was doing and other people knew about it, it feeds back into my fear that people are laughing at me mm. and not because I'm afraid of what other people think, but I'm afraid of what other people know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, my one of my biggest fears is that <laughs> I'm living in a reality show where everyone's just watching me <laughs> and the people are just laughing because they have no idea. Mm. And it is so dumb and so weird and not even a real fucking problem. <laughs> but it's one of my biggest fears. And it is so dumb. And then I just get on the stage. I'm like, okay, cool. So I try to educate myself. I try to ask myself why and how. Because it's those, like, two important questions. Everything else I know. Like, I know what I need to do to succeed. I know who's there to support me. I know where I'm going. Why I do the things I do, I don't get. Or how I do the things that I do. That Mm -hmm. one's a little bit easier, but it's still not easy. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things I'm like, well, yeah, if... I, this is a solution to my problem. And then there's me who feels things who's like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. Why do I have to do all the heavy lifting in mm-hmm. a certain situation and then have someone else reap the benefits? Yeah. That, that's bullshit. Why do I have to be the good person? Why do I have to be the adult and everybody else gets to be, to be a adult? child? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. no, and sometimes I want to have fun. And then there are parts of me that manifest in like bad habits or bad tendencies mm-hmm. that I know that I do. And as I do them, I'm like, this isn't right. This is not what you should be doing. You know this is going to hurt you or hurt someone else. I'm like, yeah, but this feels good. This is a nice release. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's so dumb. And then I'm like, why? Why do you do that? Well, knowing that your life could be easy, doing all the things that you know you need to be doing. And I'm like, I don't know, because the other part's fun. Yeah. there. I mean, there's an element of that to, to life where it's like, what is that that quote that's something like uh no good story ever started with someone eating a salad <laughs> or something like that yeah. but like but the point is valid that the part of like growing up part of growing as a person and part of the excitement of life is the mistakes right and so there are some times when making the mistake is the thing that you should be doing like yes. you you have to live like you have to learn from your mistakes and in order to do that you have to make them so and there's, there's also fun in that yeah there's i mean it is like things that are wrong or fun getting on a roller coaster that could fucking kill you and having a blast like being shot through fucking space <laughs> is insane it's an insane thing but it is awesome your body's actively screaming out, hey, yeah. you're going to give me vertigo. You're going to fuck with all my shit because that's not what we're prepared for. Yeah, your body is in fight or flight mode and you have it nailed down. And you can't do anything. And your you body do. is responding so bad. Yeah, you can't do anything at all. But once you get that, once you get off that roller coaster, within 30 seconds, you want to get back in line. Well, because your body's like, we did it. We survived. Man, yeah. isn't being alive great? <laughs> yeah. Don't do stupid shit that puts your life in danger. And then we hear that and we're like, oh my God, yeah, you're right. Let's go on it again. Right. Let's, let's ride this life high. Yeah. Life is in the risks that you take. Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock, man. <laughs> Hannah Montana said it and we're living it. I love it. Let's move on to Samantha. Samantha. So, Samantha... Um, run. It's so sad. So, it is. This is this is a really 
tragic storyline for her. Yeah. It really is. For no reason. Um, she runs into a guy when they're at the bar, has no idea what his name is, which I think is fantastic. Yes. That you could potentially have someone's penis inside of you <laughs> and forget their name. I mean, when you see that much penis, man. I mean, I guess, but like... Or maybe you remember the penis and not the person? Maybe? I don't know. Just for people. I don't know. But it's so great. So she's just like, hi, you? God, I love watching people do that in public. Oh my God. It's so embarrassing, though. Yeah. It's really awful. Did I tell you that I, um, a few years after high school, ran into the guy who took me to his junior prom when I was a sophomore, and I didn't recognize him? Yeah. Yeah. You're such a bitch. It was terrible. You know, I know what's even better. What? Is that it's like this classic 90s tale. <laughs> even though I graduated in 99, so technically it was a very early 2000s tale. I was working at the bookstore in the mall. And I was addicted to the Cinnabon, like, Frappuccino-esque thing. Yeah. It was like this caramel delight thing. It was great. They you stopped. Borders? no sorry that's not important to the question i, I interrupted. didn't I'm so sorry. I, I worked at walden books that's what it is okay yes, yes. um which i can say because they went out of business so that's and that's fine replace that yeah yeah and then they went out of business yes <laughs> every bookstore ever went out of business um so yeah so i was addicted to the cinnabon like drink which was right across like the hall from the bookstore so i came in went to cinnabon ordered my drink and the cashier says you don't remember me do you why would you put people in that position and i'm like i i do i remember (gasps) you i just i'm really bad with names which is true i am i'm terrible that's the worst way to play it all but i but it like yeah i had no idea no fucking clue who he was so he says his name and i'm like that didn't help that didn't help at all fuck (laughs) in my head i am super panicking because i'm like how do i how do i figure this out how do i know where i know him from this is a tragedy like what the fuck i hadn't like I, i was trying in my head and i'm like no he hasn't been in any of my college classes I don't know who this guy is, so I must know him from high school. Maybe he's a friend. How have you been? Tell me about your life since we last saw each other. (laughs) And through him talking to me, I realized that he was the dude, to be fair. So the only reason that I was going to the prom with him is because his friend and my friend were seeing each other oh and so it was one of those things where it's just like we'll meet you there yeah so i never really interacted with him but this dude this is like one of the sweetest things that anybody's ever done for me which is saying a lot because it happened when i was a sophomore in high school but he without knowing me at all And didn't actually know what I looked like when we were going to meet up there. Left a wrist corsage at the front table for me. So that he would know that it was me when I walked in. And it was an orchid. And it was gorgeous. 
Did you keep it? I would have Instagrammed the fuck out of that had Instagram been a thing at the time. It was gorgeous. I kept it until it was completely disgusting and then I threw it out. But how adorable is that? Like, that's like the beginning of like some Jennifer Gardner, like, kiss me. Start playing the second you walk in. We danced to that. We danced to that and nothing else. We had one dance and then we all left and he didn't come with us. And he was one of those, like, you remember Rami Michelle's high school reunion? Yes. The Janine Garofalo love interest where he was just like a tall dude with like a giant fucking cowboy hat. Yeah. This is why I didn't recognize him because he wasn't wearing it then, but he wore it every other day in school. So I literally only seen his face one time for 20 minutes. So, I stand by the fact that there's no fucking way anyone in my situation would have remembered what he looked like. I've just started telling people that I don't know who they are. Yeah, and you know what? The other day, that really hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, text me. Hey, we're doing the podcast. Who is this? New phone. Who does? How many podcasts do you do? Who is... Why are you trying to get all up in my fucking grill? Who, are you my mom? Are you my mom? What if I had a podcast with my mom? <gasps> yes. Oh my God. I would love to have her on, but she would hate to talk about anything sex related. Well... Unless it's like personal and intimate. Yeah. Because then she's like very interested and open to learning, but she is old style village from Mexico. Um, so she just like gets giddy and nervous and weirded out. But I'm taking cute. my mom and my aunt to just to show them around. And I'm yes. So fucking pumped. It's going to be so great. All right, back to Samantha's tragic story. Oh, my God! Um, So she doesn't know this dude that she fucked, uh, but still manages to get a favor out of him, which is pretty impressive. Pussy's good, man. Man, that pussy must be good. The beehole's good. New project. And she was like, really? Well, who's doing his PR? Get me a meeting. Richard Wright is Dick Wright. Yes, Dick Wright. Mr. Dick Wright. Uh, yeah they make that joke later do they <laughs> they do oh i didn't hear it yeah. no like later in the season oh yeah. so she meets with mr Wright, and he does not offer her the job because she's too quote unquote emotional aka she's a she's a woman she's a she and she is flabbergasted as she should be. Correct. Um, talks to the girls. And she was like, what is this emotional shit? Like, I never cry at work. To which I love it. Because Charlotte's like, I cried once. And they never let me live it down. All the time. They were just like, oh, let's not do that. Because that'll upset Charlotte. And she'll cry. And, of course, Carrie, because she's a trash human says that she cries with her editor all the time when she misses a deadline, which I'm like, you have no fucking life. Why are you missing a deadline? What else do you do? There's literally no reason to be missing a deadline. You're off in the woods playing card games, okay? You're playing solitaire. Yeah, you're playing solitaire and you have a boyfriend. Well, yeah, I've cried (laughs) over cases, but I do in my office so they don't see me. And I'm honestly team Charlotte. Because, like, if I could just cry and then people for the rest of my life are just like, hey, do it Joe's way. (laughs) Otherwise, he's going to cry. Oh my god, would my life be fantastic. No, it wouldn't because you would hate the shame association. I think that's correct, but I think I'd have to balance it out with me getting exactly what I want. <laughs> and then people bullying me. Which has always happened, so at least this way, I could have what I want. 
That's- I started listening to a new podcast, and they were talking about the, like, coming out process. Mm-hmm. And they are like, it was so sad and so mean, because people just called me faggot and all these things, and I didn't even know what I was, and blah, 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 and it was so mean for them to do that. And then once I came out, they called me a faggot, and I was like, yeah, and what? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, that is so sad. Because I always had sensitive of who I was, and people were like, faggot. And I'm like, okay. And? and yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I called you a faggot. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm super feminine, or I'm gay. Like, what? You're yeah. not telling me I'm dumb. Yeah. In which case, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> You're not telling me that I'm ugly, which I think some people should have told me that I was ugly, so I could have made better decisions. Stop it. Ninth grade, which is why I will not post the TBT photos, because <laughs> I was ugly. I had a weird mustache, because I didn't shave yet, and no one told me that, I, hey, you should probably shave that shit off your fucking face. <laughs> And I was scared too. Because what if I didn't know what if, if you cut yourself? Worse? No, yeah, I wasn't afraid of that. But like Mexicans are like, don't shave. The second you shave, you're gonna get it bad. Like you're gonna get it worse. They, it's gonna come you know what? Later. They say that to women too all the time. They're like, put off, you know, shaving as long as possible because once you start shaving, it's just gonna come back worse. Not true. I, which now I know. Yeah. But I wish I would have known then. Right. Well, yeah. Or when, like I had my long ass hair. At first, it was cute when I had all my curls in, but mm-hmm. then I cut it all off and then I let it grow out again. Hmm. And then it just got lazy and weird. And like this I would curve this way. And then mm. this I would curve this way. Yes. So it was super ugly. And I wish someone would be like, hey, Joe, you're brown. Don't have that mustache. That's not cute. <laughs> Your hair looks like shit. Don't wear polos from Abercrombie and Fitch or <laughs> Aeropostale. Those colors are not for you. Don't wear green. <laughs> and quit wearing khaki shorts. Those aren't for you. Those are for white dudes who wear DC <laughs> shoes and have long socks. Or and they shoes. look like shit, but they that's that's their culture. They can have that. Do better. <sighs> See, I love I live for looking at old photos of myself and my bold fashion choices because now I'm just like, cool, is it in black? I'm there. <laughs> I had like Fucking red, white, and black were my favorite colors. And that's all I would wear. I had a jumpsuit. A jumpsuit. Yes. That was like half bodysuit, half jumpsuit. It was the most... It was so ugly. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I lived for it. I thought that I was the coolest shit ever. You are the coolest shit ever. It was so bad. And then I just went through a giant... If it wasn't t-shirt and jeans, I did not care. And now I am in leggings all the time. (laughs) 24-7. Because I'm mostly at work. And when I'm not at work, I'm at home, which means I'm in sweatpants. I'm terrible. I wish I would have started fashion like in the sixth grade. Because that means I would have had my shit together now. I would have known my colors. I would have known what works for me and what doesn't. And now I'm trying to experiment. Before, it was just like, what do I have? Okay, well, I'm going to put that on and that on because I don't care. I'm a rebel. <laughs> and me being that, I was like... a unique rebel. I mean, like, yeah, you are unique. And you could have been rebellious, but done something better. Also, what the fuck were you rebelling against? You had everything. <laughs> Your parents gave you everything. People were nice to you. <laughs> you were smart and active and people liked you and you were in clubs and you got shit done. What the fuck were you rebelling What's against? What's wrong with you? Now it would have been like rebel against the police. <laughs> Talk about how public schools are just a form of slavery. <laughs> oh Talk about how private schools are stupid. <laughs> just school. Don't go cheer on your football team. They're not going to come to your shows. No, they're not. That's true. I opened my 
this so while we're talking i can show you old photos of me being super ugly i fucking love it do it um so she to samantha decides she was like you know what no i'm gonna go back into a meeting with him and i'm gonna wow the fucking pants off of him and he's gonna hire me fuck him fuck him she goes in and she's just like look at my resume look at my life look at my choices how would you not want to hire me right i'm amazing and he says, yeah, you are. You're amazing. And I would totally give the job to you, except for um, you fucked my architect. Who cares? Yeah. And I, like, I was immediately like, what? Wait, what? What in God's name are you even fucking talking about? When is your architect of your hotels going to interact with your PR person? This is not modern day in modern day i would be like okay fine she's gonna be down there doing some fucking instagram live story about the building of the hotel and maybe they'll run into each other back then no she planned a party she would plan a party after everything was done she would never interact with him and And that's where carrie does her voiceover saying oh so men do talk to each other yeah and i'm like that's do they i guess i live in this in-between world where everybody wanted to tell me everything. <laughs> People just trusted me. And I was like, I don't want your information. I don't care who you're fucking. I don't care who makes you sad. I don't care who's seeing who behind whose back. But people just wanted to tell me. I guess I had a very approachable face, which at this point, older Joe oh, would have told newer or younger Joe, hey, mm-hmm. don't have that fucking look on your face. Make yourself <laughs> as unapproachable as you possibly can. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, my discussions boys talk to me about a bunch of things girls talk to me about a bunch of things so i have all this information on other people i'm like okay cool i don't know what to do with this i would never hold it against someone else being like um hey i'm gonna have this thing but you can't be there because i know that you and this person kind of had a past yeah that's a weird it's a just it's a weird thing to even bring up especially now because i feel like now Mm -hmm. it would be illegal yeah Right. Title nine, bitch. Yeah, like that's not your previous relationships have nothing to do with it. I would think. But whatever. Um, so she stands up for herself. I'm super proud of her. She was like, Listen, if I was a dude, you would have invited me for like a fucking scotch and cigar and congratulated me on fucking him, and you would have given me the job. This is horseshit, and walks out. And she walks out, and poor, poor, poor Samantha. He's running after her. He's going, Samantha, Samantha, wait. No, wait. And she was about to cry, and so she was just like, nope, can't do it. Close the door, close the door, close the door, close the door. Close the door on him. But he still hires her. Because he respected her balls. Yeah, because he thought that her balls were worth respecting. Which is also garbage. You should hire people based off of their experience and what they can do for you, you dick. You fucking bag of cocks. Which made me so mad. And then it made me... I don't know how I felt about it, because I was totally Team Samantha, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the way that they were talking about the never crying, because that kind of makes you weak. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we see Samantha cry, I don't know if the frame of the story was that Samantha was made to seem weak. But I was very much on her side. I was like, no, that's bullshit. There are certain times where life is unfair. And I I have cried, because sometimes I'm just so mad that I can't change the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's fair. And from my perspective, it just presented her, it it, lo- it looked like the framing kind of demeaned what she did. 
Because she stood up for herself. She spoke the truth. She said, this was bullshit. If I was a man, you would have shaken my hand, Mm -hmm. given me an office. Mm -hmm. But because I'm a woman, you're not going to do this. And And she walks out. She storms out. Incredible. And then she cries. And I'm with her on that point. But I it it felt to me like the story framed her that she was weak and that made me mad see and i feel like that wasn't their intent um i feel like society puts forth to everyone almost everyone crying is weakness i can't every single time that i have ever cried it has never been what you would consider an open cry it's an open cry an open cry is one that you are proud to be not ashamed of. I'm not wiping these tears oh. away. Fuck you. This is who I am. These are my emotions. I've never had that in my entire life. I've always been like holding it back, trying to hold in the emotion, like trying not to let it wreck me like that Mr. Rogers documentary. <laughs> Don't talk about that. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to pack like, a box of tissues but i'm gonna be fine i'm not gonna use one i'm gonna be strong i'm gonna be independent this is gonna be great five minutes in i'm fucking sobbing it was so sad but anyway apropos of not (laughs) would you be my neighbor it just it just makes me so upset that we are like that as a society where we can't we like we can't show our emotions. We're not allowed to show. Our, basically, showing emotions, not necessarily crying, but showing emotion is weak. Yes, like you have to be contained. You have to be professional a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And the only emotions you can show are pride or cockiness. Because mm-hmm. you have your shit together at that point. Right. Any other emotion you're not allowed to show. Otherwise, you're emotional. Mm-hmm. Like and yeah, I'm emotional. Unstable. I experience the range of emotions that the universe has allotted me, mm-hmm. so that I can get through this fucking world. Because if I only had two emotions, fuck, kill myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really, it's it's really difficult though because it's still hard for me to show my emotions to someone because it still feels like being too open, being weak, and I don't know as a society if we'll ever get over that. I hope so. I think. That it is incredibly important that we start teaching these next generations that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's so unfair, me crying all over again, because we're going to teach these to our children. And the people who are teaching their children, be strong, mm-hmm. never let them see you bleed, and be confident in what you can do, are going to bully our fucking kids. And like, not yeah. bully like a, haha, you're feeling emotions, but just bully them and just like, walk all over them. Get the opportunities that the other kids deserve, because... That's what we're promoting as the best. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. Yeah. It's too, too hard. But anyway, let's move on to Carrie's dumb plot. God, Carrie. <laughs> I always want to be on her team and she makes it so fucking hard. It's too hard to be on her team. I just want to support her. And the feminist in me is like, no, everyone's allowed to make their mistakes. They, <laughs> but she makes it so fucking hard. She's obnoxious. So she... She and Aiden are getting along fine. Everything's great. And then the phone rings. Aiden answers it. Very funny. It's like Bradshaw's house of pain or something like that. Because she's going to pull on his testicles. Because they were talking about pulling on his testicles. And I really want somewhere out in the universe there to be a outtake where she actually grabs his balls. Oh, she did it. I know that she did it. I feel it. She's that bitch. I want it. She's like, I'm not going to show my titties. 
So anyway, it was big on the other line. Surprise, surprise. He's all upset about his new movie star girlfriend and how he's upset that he went to the MTV Movie Awards and all he did was hold her purse. Like, you're not famous, sir. You're not going to get in the picture. What's wrong with you? What did you think was going to happen? You were the official purse holder if you are the boyfriend, girlfriend of the famous person, which is why you just date other famous people. Like, come on. God, we all know it. Us simpletons. Why don't you know it? Yeah. Like, I know that I would not be in a photo. <laughs> I'd be that Fiji girl. <laughs> the Fiji girl can get it. That was so great. Just in she every single photo that my celebrity photo. partner is in, we're taking <laughs> photos with, like, other important people. I'm just in the back. Yes. But also remember that Fiji Water's piece of shit company. Is and, it? Yeah. Aww. They're taking all the... It's like what Nestle and Modelo are doing in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Just taking... Or hoarding all these natural resources of water. Mm-hmm. Giving them back to their communities. But making them pay for it when it's not theirs to own is bullshit. They're doing that with Fiji water. Fiji water. That's There are people dying of dehydration in Fiji. Oh my God. Here's water. We'll give it to you at a discount. Oh my God. It's delicious. Because it's yours. Because it's yours. (laughs) Oh my gosh. it's sad. And Nestle's doing that. That makes me really sad. Oh, Nestle's a piece of shit company. Oh, but I don't want to have to stop drinking chocolate milk. But I don't want to have to try, is what you're saying. (laughs) I don't want to. Which is fair, because that's also my problem. I don't want to have to try. (laughs) So I did a really, really good job, and I deleted every ugly photo of me. I think there are some that are just like, oh, look, wasn't I ugly? (laughs) <laughs> wink <laughs> and it's just me being like oh this is not a flattering angle but I like the ugly ugly photos are all down <laughs> I think I have one that can give you a sort of image of what I looked like so imagine well now it won't pop up and it's a very ugly photo so imagine that with that Look little brussel of mustache <laughs> Yeah. A little bit of chin hair, and okay. my hair was longer, but had that, like, texture and consistency. I love that it's a tagged photo of you, and not anything that you would ever have would on your never. page. That's hilarious. But this was me immediately after... I, like, Ooh, glow up. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that was fall, and this was, like, the next spring. Girl, get it. But, like, d- right? Someone yeah. should have told me earlier... That I was how super to do, ugly. How to do your shit. But I found a photo of me with super cute curly hair, and that's what I'm going to set as my profile photo. And that way I can do, like, a TBT, but, like, be cool about it. I love it. Yeah, I looked like garbage in every single child photo. Like, <laughs> I just, I was just like, yep, here I am. This is the best that I ever looked, and I look like a train wreck. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Isn't it fun to look back at who we were? And just be sad about the fact that we didn't know how to contour. We didn't know how to contour. We didn't know our angles. We didn't know our colors. We didn't know our lighting scheme. We didn't know to put our chin up instead of down. Mm-hmm. We so thought we were funny. Oh, my Oof. God. But also, that's a significant other thing. MySpace photos. My favorite. I hated them. I loved Trashy. them. They were so great, though. They were so innocent. I, I downloaded a bunch um, from... MySpace into Facebook when MySpace was like, hey, we might be going under, so you might want to, like, take all your all your shit. <laughs> oh, I took the opportunity. I was like, good. Kill it was like, I was like, okay, let's take these. And so I downloaded the best ones. And I'm going to show some to you. But in the meantime, so anyway, Big calls, um, calls Carrie. He's upset about the girlfriend. And Aiden is fucking heated. Which, okay, so 
he shouldn't be heated. He should have the trust in the relationship. But Carrie has proven to him that that relation or that that trust can be a little bit bogus because she cheated on him with Big, mm-hmm. who was calling in the middle of the relationship to talk about another relationship. And here's me thinking, doesn't Big have other friends? Doesn't Big have other people he can talk to? No, nope, because he's a dick. So what does that say? Why is that what you're interested in? Why is that the relationship that you're pursuing? If no one else on this whole fucking planet likes this person, do you think that everyone else is wrong? I think there are some instances where a lot of people can not like one person, but you're like, okay, but who they are to me is different from who they are to other people, so you can like that person. Yes, that's absolutely fair. Unless that person's a serial killer and or rapist. Like, I don't care how nice they are to you. You need to let that go. Yeah. But if that person has no other friends, they can't talk to anybody else except for you and interrupt your moment of happiness, you need to take a step back and, like, prioritize your relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? I am so fucking ready for this you to give me This is so great. These were, I loved these pants, which were faux snakeskin. Ew. And a brown top that was from the 60s Ugh. that my mom wore. Are you ready for this? How ugly is that? Oh my God. <laughs> Renee Zellberger, eat your heart out. <laughs> I did. I flat ironed my hair. I thought that was like absolutely all the rage. Flat ironed it, stick straight all the time. It was awful is this you it's me yeah that's me unless you're looking on the right with the red pants because that yeah that's that's me isn't that nuts everything you look like 2001 (laughs) that was a picture that is 2001 i'm pretty sure oh you (laughs) did but you look like renee zellberger in this photo thank you before or after the plastic surgery because let's be fair that plastic surgery circa empire records thank you Thank you so much. How did you enjoy Empire Records, by the way? I heard that I, that was the first time you watched it. It was a couple of was nights ago. high as fuck watching it. First time I had seen it. Beautiful. Every single reaction that came out of me was absolutely authentic. And Ryan thought I was just building it up to be like a funny person. I didn't know that I was speaking out loud. <laughs> oh I had such a blast. So many things made me so sad and so upset. And so happy, and I wanted the best for everyone. And then I was like, Liv Tyler, no! Ew, he's an adult, do he's better! So gross. And then Renee's already slept, but then I was like, Renee, you deserve better too! Mm-hmm. I don't care if that you're slut. Be slutty, that's fine. But don't be slutty with him. But don't be slutty with him. He, that is an adult man. You don't want to sleep with someone who's adult who's like, I'm sexually attracted to children. That's disgusting. Oh, no. And then um, when I think AJ was his name, was trying to hit yes. on Liv Tyler, and she was like crying. I was like, AJ, read the fucking room. Room. Read it's the not room, for you right dummy. Now. Oh my Let God. her have her moment. You think you're going to fix her with your love? No, you're an idiot and stupid. And then the other boy who just liked music a lot and he was like cracked out. Yeah. I love him. What's um, Casey? Wait, Mark or or the long haired one? The blonde haired one who always wears like the pink shirt. The pink shirt. Oh. Holy. He God. jams out to like heavy metal. He looks like he does drugs. He's the special brownies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember his name at all because I don't think they ever said it. But yes, I know who you're talking about. I loved him. He was funny. He was my favorite. He is so cute. (laughs) He is precious to me. (laughs) Do you want to see early 2000s hideous? um, Speaking of, because you saw it at Alvy's, Amanda Alvy's um, birthday party. This is me and Amanda Alvy, circa like 2005. Oh, my God. This is when you I... look d- like a baby. I had no idea that, like, you should probably do your eyebrows along with the rest of your fucking makeup. 
And I didn't know that. I didn't learn that fact until like five years ago. I'm not exaggerating. Amanda looks better now, but you can still see Amanda's face. You look like a fucking baby. (laughs) So what you're saying is I've aged horribly. That's not what I said. (laughs) You look like a baby. Don't push it in my mouth. It's a dick. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll go find one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. This is fun. We're just going to do an episode where we just do all of our own photos. Oh my god, look at this. Oh my god, look at that. Oh. This is so so great. Um, So, anyways, back to the episode. Oh my god, we're so bad at this. Who gave (laughs) us a microphone? Um, We bought it. (laughs) Um, So, the I couldn't help but wonder moment is, are men just women with balls? First of all, I want to address the problematic issue. Yes. Not all women, or not all men have testicles, whether because of removal reasons or because of you were assigned a gender at birth that coincided with your genitals, and that's not the same thing. But then also, that's a super problematic thing to say. <laughs> yes. I Transgender rights, gender equality, gender issues, absolutely something that is happening right now and is relevant, and I am not negating that. But that is not something that was discussed at all during this time period. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't exist. Right. But it was absolutely not discussed, not sensitive. It was like they called those um the those the women the, the yeah the sex workers the sex yeah workers, the, the sex workers um trannies tra- tra- yeah and they said trannies not even transvestites trannies that's nuts like that is not okay and but that being said oh shit <laughs> for a second i was like oh no the recording stopped just kidding um that being said the are men just women with balls i believe what she's trying to say to bring it into the current lexicon is basically are men just as petty catty whatever as women are or do they have the same level of emotions i think the question should be are people people? Yes. I don't like the concept that one gender owns specific traits. Mm-hmm. I, that's what that's the part that upsets me. I yes. mean, obviously the transphobia. Yeah. And the body phobia. But this the third part that upsets me is the fact that we always give traits to different genders. Mm-hmm. And assume that that's correct. So if girls like, are athletic, ooh, they're tomboys. Because that's something that boys do. If right. boys cry, they're girls. <laughs> Yeah. That's not fair to do. And that takes away from the broad range of emotions that we feel. And so I just, obviously at that time, it felt like it would have been groundbreaking. Like, wait, are we all just the same? And now knowing that, I'm just like, yeah, we fucking are. Yeah. You dumb asshole. Yeah, we are. I mean, that being said, though, the gender that you most are at birth dictates a certain amount of hormones assigned to each gender. Males do have more testosterone. Women do have more estrogen. So emotions are different. Right. With different 
people, but that is a scientific thing. And that doesn't mean that men can't cry or that women can't, you know, play football. There's also a difference between sex and gender. Yeah. So sex is biological. Gender is societal. Okay. So, yes. yes, Men or males who are born with male genitalia Mm -hmm. have higher levels of testosterone. Yes. Females have produce a lot more estrogen. They have female genitals. Some people are intersex. Mm -hmm. And the decision is made for them by doctors because they think that that's the right thing to do when it's absolutely not. Nope. That is up to the child later on Mm -hmm. when it becomes an adult and be like, okay, what do I feel like? What do I need to do with my genitals? Making a decision on behalf of anyone else's genitals is disgusting and wrong. Mm-hmm. Clock that. Yes. Um, and I think that they there are things that are inherent because of your biology. And that's absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we need to stick to them as guidelines. Unless it's like something medical. And they're just like, okay. Are you born with this biology, this biology, or this biology, so we understand where your body is. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that should be. Not like, are you a male? Are you a female? Because that doesn't help. Right. Yeah. And they're and so I tightly think... close together. And that's that's where I think people have a hard time releasing. Like, well, yeah, but like men have testosterone and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, ma- males produce testosterone more, but you can also identify as male and not do that because... Right. Yeah, yeah. Sex and you're right. Sex and gender are different things. And it is a lot of times very difficult to differentiate because it had been the same for a very long time. Yes. And that's why I'm like, now, even now, as I'm explaining, I'm like, okay, well, this means this. Yeah. And then this, which is hard. Yeah. It is. It's a lot. And I think, yes, people are people. You know, men are just women with balls in the strictest sense of the word Mm -hmm. because everyone's born female and you change in the womb to male so in theory if you want to just take it face value are men just women with balls yes (laughs) (laughs) yes they are but yeah also people are people and it's okay like it's it is okay for all of these men to be displaying their emotions and the women are essentially shaming them or pity sexing them for it. Yeah. And that's, that's also everything just keeps falling on top of each other. Why like this is problematic. Cause they're like, Oh, so men do this too. Men are just as catty. Men talk as much. Men are just as sensitive. And Bob was like, yeah. Yeah. They're so just not we- Their Society teaches them not to be. And that's so sad. So instead of addressing it like a punchline, let's talk about it. And I know that this isn't the show to do that. <laughs> and you can judge that's on what, something. This what is the show to do that. Could be. That wasn't the show to and do it's that. Not, and that makes me so mad. And then with all these girls, they're allowed to be three-dimensional characters. That, they're not, they're but to be. they they're can. Not, yeah. They're allowed to be. But the men aren't. The men get all their like, one traits, and then they're only uses to provide a narrative mm-hmm. as opposed to just being characters and that's shitty storytelling yeah but also but like, i think that that's why this show was so popular mm-hmm. is because this was as three-dimensional as female characters got and it, it it's definitely i think the show thought it was very progressive but it's the yes. flip side mm-hmm. of where you have male-driven stories and female characters only serve the narrative of the male character 
this one did that and flipped it. And at the time I can see like, oh my God, that's groundbreaking. Like we're using yep. men as props. Mm. And then they only feel the narrative of women, which is, yeah, at the time, super cool. Because yeah. we didn't get to have those kind of storylines in mm-hmm. major pop culture. But that's not right. Right. Well, and, like, have we even really gotten any better? We were just talking about Big Little Lies and how awful those characters are. I think that's a little bit better because... You see more of their motive. They're more deeper. We understand these characters. We don't Mm -hmm. like these characters. But we have gotten to know them. Mm -hmm. There's life brought into them. Mm -hmm. I still don't like it. Because I don't live in that world. Right. And I would just prefer a different kind of story that tackles nuance and different levels. And not just like, I'm rich, white, have money, and I'm pretty. Yeah. Because that's just not my favorite story. And that's also my problem with this. There's not that input. Right. And you being a woman, they we think that that's an umbrella, but it's not. Because if you're a black woman, you have different experiences than a white woman. Then yeah. you would a Mexican woman. Then yeah. you would an Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, I would absolutely say um, that even though they were maybe similarly in the same time period, I think it was a little bit earlier. But, like, Sex in the City versus Living Single. I've never heard of Living Single. <gasps> You would like Living Single. Living Single is a better sex in the city with black women. Oh. Queen Latifah was on it, I think. Uh, Did you ever watch Girlfriends? Uh, Yes, yes, yes. It's like that. Yes. That, that was the shit. (laughs) Let me tell you. That had nuance. That had Tracy Ellis Ross. That was incredible. You had your girl who was slightly butchy, but still feminine enough. So she still owned both parts of it. And you had the girl who was like, I'm going to get my bag and make sure that's that's the first thing I do and fuck everybody else second. That show was incredible. So, yes, Living Single was Queen Latifah. I've, like, almost freaked out and was like, oh, my God, if I did that racist thing where I thought it was somebody else, I would kill myself. We would not air this episode. I'd be like, everything we just talked about, I'm so sorry. We have to start over. We can just edit it. We don't have to delete the whole episode. Nope, bitch, we've we'll, been talking for an hour and a half. Whole thing. I'd be like, nope, burning it with fire. Burn the whole podcast <laughs> but no, out. I'm it not is, coming back. It, it is where Queen Latifah got her start, I believe. But it was super, super great. Um, I don't know that it's she available anywhere. She got her anywhere. rap. Her acting. Oh, I was like, she got her start. She got rap. her acting start in Living Single. She was kicking ass, like, long before that. But... Um, anyways, God. <laughs> so, uh, big keeps saying over and over, she can reach me, but I can never get her. And I don't know what he means. I think it's trying to show us who he is as a person, why he has such big problems. The fact that someone's unavailable to him. But here's the thing. He's always emotionally unavailable to everybody. So I don't get so he de- But he doesn't a, get it. He's a hypocrite. Yeah, he's a big fucking asshole, but he doesn't get it. And now in the moment, he has access to Carrie, but he doesn't have access to Carrie. So I think that's kind of just like a... It's a similar thing. Like, he wants to have the control, essentially. Yeah, and him not having it fucks him up so much because he's not used to not having it. Hmm. And it, or maybe not even reflexively about Carrie in that way, but he couldn't get her. He couldn't call her. She depended on him. And now in this relationship, he was like, what's the one thing I know about control? He calls Carrie. Mm-hmm. Carrie answers. And Carrie, Carrie moves can... her entire world for him. Yep. So that's where he 
that's where the leash is. That's where the tether is. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, that's why he's not calling his friends because he doesn't have control over his friends. friends. He doesn't have friends. And yeah, he also like, doesn't have friends. I think it was Carrier Aiden who was like, there's not, no one else you can talk to. And he was like, no, I have no one else to talk to about this. That's mm-hmm. why it needs to be you. Yeah, which is garbage. But she, like, yeah, she gives him so much leeway that she, she's trying to, like, be nice, but not. She's just like, I'm out of town. Like, but he kind of forces it that he's going to come over. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awful. But... And- and it's it's in the weird place that women have where you can't you can't tell women this is what you should have done as a man because then you're that's also an issue. But me as a person who is watching this happen would have been like, hey Carrie, don't box yourself into a corner where your only option is saying yes. Mm-hmm. Be sturdy and say, hey, I can't deal with you now. I will deal with you on Monday. If you, if I'm your only friend, this is not life or death. Yeah. Bye. I will talk to you Monday when I'm back in town. Yeah. I would never have been like, well, I would invite you up and then create excuses for that. Because once the invitation's there, you can work around any excuse. Mm-hmm. I've done it before to other people. That's how I know. Don't ever put yourself in that position. Yes. You got to, it's a firm no. It's not a, well, if the sick or sick, if circumstances were different, because that's where people will show you mm-hmm. that they will move the fucking earth for you. Mm-hmm. But Especially, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. In the worst way possible. Because like, this is the one moment where I'll show you what I can do. Mm-hmm. How much effort I'm willing to do this for. And you're like, okay, cool, I see that. And people mis- often misinterpret that as like, a, oh my God, this is a demonstration of how much they care, how much they want me, how much this, like, no, 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 no. They're trying to show you how much they will fight tooth and nail to get what they want. Mm-hmm. And that is incredible. Good for them. But also... You need it. To- toxic. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it is. And she keeps supporting it. And yeah, Aiden's gonna be fucking pissed off at her. Oh yeah, and of course he's pissed off. He does not take it like a champ at all. He is very upset that she invited him up to the cabin, which is fair. It's his fucking cabin. It's not hers to like invite people over. A cabin he worked on with his own two hands. Yeah, why would he want some asshole that his girlfriend cheated on him with to come like that is so out of line that's the layers i'm doing this romantic getaway with you Mm -hmm. because i know we're both stressed let's take it easy let's be super chill into this place that i built and i have re fixed so that it feels a comfortable place it's my private getaway with my girlfriend okay hey my friend needs me okay cool hey my friend's coming up here i didn't ask you but my friend's coming up here Okay, well, that's super shitty, which she would have had the conversation with me. Yeah. Hey, my ex-boyfriend is coming up here to talk to me about his relationship problems. That's weird. Okay, Mm -mm. cool. Hey, my ex-boyfriend, whom I cheated on you with, Mm -hmm. and then I told you the ultimatum, he is part of my life, and if you want to be in my life, you need to understand that. Mm -hmm. And then Aiden was like, you know what? Fine. He's going to come up to the cabin garbage disrespectful that is disrespectful Disrespectful. yeah absolutely i would have never said that like i literally never would have come out of my mouth come up to the cabin or i would invite you up but i would be like sorry i'm out of town it's you know you can we can talk for another couple of minutes if you you know if you need to be be talked down why do you need to come here yeah you don't need to come there you don't need to drive two hours to that's the dumbest thing there is a time limit because i will i'm still on vacation i will not have you taking up all my vacation times with your fucking problems i mean even if you aren't on vacation you still have your own life yeah yeah absolutely. you can't be on hold for anyone 
Like, you have shit to do. And she, she fucking invites him up. And he comes up. He doesn't even get out of the car at first. Because he's a fucking pansy. And... He honks. He honks. He, he honks. It is raining outside. Yeah. Aiden is pissed. Carrie's yeah. waiting by the window for him to show up. He shows up, honks his horn for her to come outside. Yeah. In the rain. I would not. I would turn off all the lights, close all the windows, not answer the door. I'm not even kidding. I would be like, you honk at me? You honked at me? You need so my fucking disrespectful. help and you honked at me to come outside bye and then you're gonna smoke a cigarette in your car when i come outside disrespectful and then try and smoke inside when he knows damn well that she quit for aiden disrespectful so much disrespect they deserve each other because they're both pieces of shit but that is so disrespectful disrespect he's a big doesn't respect carrie and that's why he knows he has his pull on her and carrie knowing that she has that pull does not respect aiden Mm -hmm. and aiden tries his hardest to respect the both of them and then he's like fuck this he's like carrie this is super shitty Mm -hmm. deal with it yep and then when it comes to big he's like i i'm gonna be as respectful as i can to another human being but I don't have to be nice to him. I don't have to bend to him and his will. Mm-hmm. And then if he's going to sleep on my fucking sofa, I don't, I'm going to make as much noise as I want. This is my fucking house yep. that he's a guest at when he didn't need to be and he didn't need to spend the night, but he got super fucking drunk yep. and, and ruined our dinner. Yep. So stupid. So he goes out. Like, I, Carrie is so stupid because she was like, you need to go out there and you need to make friends with him. And that pissed me off too. I was like, why is that Aiden's problem? And like that, don't put that on your boyfriend and don't put that on Big. They do not need to be friends. They're not going to be friends. They're not ever going to be friends. What the fuck does he need to be friends for? He doesn't need to be friends. I That makes me so crazy when people are just like, you just need to get along. Like, you just need to be friends. Like, it would be so great if you could all get along. I don't want to get along with that person. I don't. They're not in my life for a reason. If I like you, I will absolutely make the effort to spend time with you Mm -hmm. if i literally never call you i don't want to talk to you weird concept yeah like that's it and then if i have a relationship with you and i have a relationship with person b Mm -hmm. what the fuck does it matter that you and person b are friends how does that affect my and your relationship and how does that affect mine and b's relationship yeah the only thing i would ask is like if you guys didn't get along it'd be like okay hey that's fine. I can deal with your problems as much as I can as your friend. Mm-hmm. But if it's about another friend, I might just have to stay out of it. Yeah. Because it's in an uncomfortable position that you're putting me in. Right. And I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position. Yeah. So even, please don't put me in that position. Right. Even Boom, if tell. like you or me and person B fucking hated each other, we would both just still remain civil for like for the group and we wouldn't make the other person try and be friends with that person because you're an adult literally have that problem with one of child's friends (laughs) where i just don't give a single shit about them and they keep trying to like force us to be friends Mm. and i was like no why this isn't necessary yeah and then child tried to put us together various times and i was like i'm not coming yeah just let you know that this is not happening yeah and then challenge got it and then it worked out a lot better. I was like, it just, that's like, it's fun. Yeah, that's what yeah, happens. And yeah. I think uh, Tom wasn't meaning it from like a bad place. No, of course not. He just want, like, you do, you want your love you to do be all. inherently want everyone to get along yeah. that you love. You want everyone that you love to love each other, but that's not realistic. Yeah. And it's okay. It is okay for people to dislike one another. And Carrie asking them to be friends is so stupid. But I do like that she sort of stood up for herself a little bit where she said to Big, listen, if you cannot be civil with him, 
then I can't have you in my life anymore. And she actually says that. And in that tiny, tiny, tiny moment, I'm proud of her. Yes. Because she did say, I'm not putting up with your shit anymore. Yes. You got to walk like you talk it, though. I mean, yeah, that's true. She's never going to do that. But I do appreciate that she at least said it. Yes, which is a bigger step from her saying, I mean, I'm going to invite you up. But, but yeah. So Pig goes outside where Aiden is not really playing ball so much as just throwing <laughs> the, the, the basketball against the side of the house. Knowing that Knowing Big that he is, in is like hung over. Yeah. Oh, so and then Aiden shows us that he's flawed too, and that's very nice. It is. Aiden is pissed. Yes. Aiden throws shit at Big. Like, here's a fucking blanket. You can stay on the couch. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm not going to make you drive home because I know you're drunk and that's dangerous. Right. You're going to stay on my fucking couch, but I'm mad about it. And then he's like, I'm going to make <laughs> as much fucking noise as I want. Yeah. My fucking house. Yeah. And I mean, that's fair. I think it's super petty. It's petty, but it's fair. But it's fair. Because he got pushed there. Yeah. He got pushed into the petty. That's Gary's fault. Yeah. Completely. So. Big goes out to tr- and and actually apologizes as much as he's ever going to apologize about anything, to be fair. Like, it wasn't a good apology, but it was an apology. And said, you know, oh, you're playing ball? Like, let's, yeah, let's play some ball together or whatever. Um, and stuff. <laughs> and, and so Aiden bounces the ball on the muddy ground. Make sure that it is up. And pointed right at Big and throws the ball into his chest, creating a huge, huge stain on his white shirt. And you can I'm tell just that was like, a $300 white shirt. Whoo! I like, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I once cut a person out of my life for spitting water at me. And that's mud. I would have lost my shit lost it. But he loses his shit. He does eventually. Lo- he actually doesn't lose his shit as soon as I thought he would. Yes. I thought he would go right into losing his shit. But he gets pushed pretty far by Aiden. And he just keeps throwing the ball into his chest, creating more and more and more of a fucking mud stain. And then they're, and then they're mud wrestling. And you know there's a part of Carrie that's just like, this is the male fantasy. Yeah. She comes outside, and then there's a moment, you can just tell, she's like, I should stop this. She's like, ah, this should stop. And she says, you guys stop it. You're middle-aged. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> it was great. And her and her performance of that line felt absolutely genuine. <laughs> yes. And not like a, oh, I'm Carrie delivering a punchline. Yes. It felt like her being like, you guys stop. You're, You're middle-aged. middle-aged. <laughs> I'm concerned. Yes. That show was funny. And then they're suddenly getting along. And is this like, is this another male trope that's not actually real where it's like you fight them and then everything's fine and you can be friends with them? Men don't fight to win. Men fight to kill. See, and I feel like there's a trope that that that's what happens is that they fight with one another and then they're okay with each other. Like they got it out of their system or something. And I'm like, that's horseshit. Absolutely. I I fight with with bitches all the time no i don't fight with bitches all the time but i used to fight with bitches all the time because i hated everybody and you damn well better bet i did not like suddenly become their friend no i think there's an element of game respects game 
Mm-hmm. So if someone can like hold their own in a fight, you're like, okay, cool. We got our aggressions out. You held up your own. I didn't just beat your ass and embarrass you. <laughs> okay, cool. Respect. But you're not going to become someone's friend for that reason. Right. And not like they became friends. They right. It could have easily been like they were fighting. And then Carrie's like, hey, stop. And then they stop. And they're like, oh, we're up to some buffoonery. And then they're like civil. Mm-hmm. So he's like, here, I have a change of clothes you could wear. You could just launder me back. Right. And like, and it, it just goes directly into them having breakfast and Big saying, she can reach me, but I can never get her. And Aiden takes this long ass pause and then goes, it's fucked up, man. Yeah. What? And that is so what? stupid. Like, what is actually happening? I didn't buy that. It felt inauthentic and it felt dumb. Yeah. And I just, what the fuck? And it's so weird because now that I'm thinking about it, every time that like I've been in a fight with a boy, mm-hmm. it never resolves until it resolves. So we're not going to fight and then walk away and then come back and be like, okay, well, we got all our aggressions out. We're fine now. It's We have to have the conversation. And it's like, yeah. specifically, and- I do that with my brother often mm-hmm. where we'll disagree on something and we'll say a bunch of mean things or not mean things. We'll each present an idea that we think is correct mm-hmm. and we'll make the other person feel like shit for thinking the other version is correct because it's we know it's not and then my brother does this thing where he will try to play off something like he'll just tap you like make a joke later and he's like are we having fun now like isn't this better than we were before and i'm like are you over being a fucking asshole <laughs> no okay then don't fucking touch me right now because i'll beat your ass that's so funny and then i had to do that with my dad too where it he would say something i would call him out and then he would either like debate me, mm-hmm. or they just like try to pass it pass it as or pass it along, mm-hmm. like nothing is real. And then I'd be like, no, 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 we need to address this because that is the respectful thing to do. I told you that I had an issue with what you did slash said, and for you to ignore me or pretend that it doesn't matter hurts my feelings. And I can assure you that I'm not going to let you hurt my feelings because that's bullshit. Let's address this issue. And if it's something that you're really solidified on, okay, cool. I know where you stand mm-hmm. and I know where our limits are. And maybe it is an upbringing thing too. Like maybe people just fight differently. Like in my family growing up, we would have like knockdown, drag out, like fuck you kind of arguments. Mm-hmm. And then we would go our separate ways. And then in an hour, two hours, one day, whatever, act like it never happened. I can't do that. No, and I hated it. I really did hate it. And I made a very, very concerted effort in my marriage to make sure that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And he and I actually sat down. Like, the first time he got upset, I waited until we were both, like, calm and better and everything was fine. And I said, listen, we need to figure out how to fight. When you're upset about something, what is going to make you feel better? Is it going to be me saying, all right, you come and talk to me when you're ready and walking away? Or is it going to be, no, you're not fucking leaving this room until we have this figured out? And his style of fighting was very different from mine. I get upset and I need it solved right now. Yeah. No one's leaving until everyone can hug it out and we're all good. He's not that way. He needs to leave. He needs to leave and he needs to calm down and think about things rationally and calmly and then come back and talk about it. Okay. And so anytime that he was upset, I would leave. 
anytime I was upset, he would stay. Oh. And it served us really well. And that's something that if I'm ever in a roommate situation or a relationship situation, that I always have that talk while we are both happy and calm and say, okay, listen, at some point we're going to fight. And I want to know how to approach it and how you want it approached so that whoever is the most upset gets whatever direction they want to go to get it solved. Right. Uh, me and Chalon have tried to incorporate that. There are days when I was like, hey, I'm coping with something. Like if, if I had a hard day or something just didn't go my way, I'm like, I want time to process it and make sure that it's an actual issue. And if it's not, I'm just going to release it from my mind. Hmm. And then if it's a big enough issue, then I definitely want to talk to you about it. Not that it like revolves around him, but just to let him know where I am, where I feel, Mm -hmm. where I'm at. Because that's a communication. Mm -hmm. And but then when we argue there, for the most part, where I was like, okay, well, what's the issue? Mm. Okay, how are we going to fix this issue? Okay, cool. And there have been times where and we've both done it, where one of us doesn't like something the other person says, but then we just keep going. But then later on, we'll be like, you know what? No, I can't get over it. This was an issue for me. We need to address this right now in this moment because it upset me this much. And then the other person could have been completely blind to it and be like, I didn't even know that it affected you. I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. I could sense that there was a weird energy, but I didn't know how to fix it. And that's where it is. It's trying to identify what's an issue and what's a conflict. Because when it's yeah. a conflict, we address it right away. If it's an issue, we're like, let's figure out what this issue is before we talk about it. Mm-hmm. And we can... The energy feels very similar, but if the other person doesn't catch on that something's a conflict as opposed to an issue, we'll just be like, are they going through something? Are they... They'll talk to me when they're ready. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes helps and that sometimes doesn't help. Right. But for the most part, it's always, let's talk about this issue so we can move past it, mm-hmm. start over again clean, and then push forward. Yeah. And it's so weird. I'm just like, why can't we all do that? Why can't we all just get along? Or, like, we don't need to get along. Just fucking respect people. Know how to get along. Yeah. Like, know how to get there. And, like, if you're, like, if you have... What's that word? You get... You say when you're divorced, like, unconsolable differences? Oh, irreconcilable irreconcilable differences? Yeah, okay, Oh, that's a... Apparently, that's a hard word tonight. If you have that Mm -hmm. with someone else, you don't have to fucking fix your problems. Mm -hmm. You can just say, I don't need this fucking person in my life because we disagree so strongly on this topic. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. There's 7 billion other people in the whole world. Yeah. That you could have in your life. Why are you focusing this? And I think there's an element of like, yes, you should try to fix your issues. But I think that there's sometimes where that doesn't mean the solution isn't find a common ground. Owe it to both of yourselves to do that. Sometimes it's, fuck this person. Who cares? Right. Sometimes you're never going to see things eye to eye. You're never going to get along. But if there is love there and understanding then you can make it work amongst yourselves and if you can't you should be adult enough to be able to be like this isn't working and walk away and that's i think that's part of forgiveness i think we always assume that forgiveness means that we have to make up for it in someone else's eyes we have to do the most we have to move the world Mm -hmm. to show someone else how much we are sorry for the events that transpired and i think forgiveness also includes yourself like yeah, I can forgive that I'm going to walk away from this thing. Could I have patched it up? Could I have repaired it? Maybe. Did I need to spend all that energy? No, so I'm not gonna. And that's okay. 
That's my forgiveness process. I didn't need to do that. Yeah. There's a person in my life who has hurt people very, very close to me. And now they've changed. Now they're all better. I'm like, that's good. And they're like, well, I want you in my life. And I was like, I don't want to be part of your part of your life. Like, but mm-hmm. I've done things differently. Cool. So then that, that, that's enough for you. Mm-hmm. That's enough for you. I don't care about you. The damage has been done and we have all worked past it. Mm-hmm. And it was really tough damage that I don't want to open the door for you to come back in and have that much weight in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. You've done what you can to repair it. We have all moved on. Part of my process is saying, okay, cool. Not letting you back in. Not though. letting you back in. Yeah. And if you truly mean to for- or to apologize to someone or to say that or to ask for forgiveness, someone can say no to you and you could be okay with that. Because you've done what you have in your part of the process mm. to forgive yourself for that. And if you can do that, that's incredible. And that involves being able to hear, I don't care about your apology. Or I won't accept your apology. And then being like, well, I did what I could. Mm-hmm. But it also has to be an authentic, I did what I could. Not like a, hey. I have to ask this, but I did what I could. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, well, no, fuck you. And that's not part of your own forgiving process. No. But if it's truly authentic, truly genuine, someone can say no to you, and you'd be like, okay. You'd be like, all right, Thank you. I heard it. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah, you don't have to accept anyone's apology. And I think that that's something that society still has a real problem with, that if someone was big enough to apologize to you, all should just be forgiven and it's it's not it's not all gonna be forgiven no the forgive and forget i was like no 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 you can forget but i'm gonna remember that well yeah that's how you, i'm gonna you learn have, that's how yeah, that's you my process learn. yeah i forget about it i'm gonna forget that this all happened i'm gonna let that happen again mm-hmm. no i can be smarter i can make better decisions and you can make better so not you specifically but, yeah. Lerna, but yeah <laughs> you as a person who hurt me can learn and make better decisions why mm-hmm. would you forget all that yeah and you also as a person can say you know, like you said, I, I apologized. I did the best that I could. And, and now I'm done. And now, yeah, and I'm done. I can no longer beat myself up about this. And I need to move on. Sometimes you can hurt a person who wants to live in that anger and fury. So you could do every single thing in the whole world. You could have forgiven yourself six months ago and then still be trying to do something good for someone just so that they can forgive you. And then also has to come a point where you can say, hey, you know what? I'm done asking for apologies. Mm-hmm. I forgive myself. I have I have done the time, in quotation marks. Right. I'm moving past this. I will not be held down for this anymore. At this point, it's you holding on to those bad emotions, so you need to go on your journey. Mm-hmm. That's also why I didn't like, like, in school, where you do something bad, and I'm like, I'm, you have to apologize to this other kid. This other po- kids apologize to you. Like, why? It's inauthentic. I don't want it. Yeah. Like, yeah. say you're sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Or, no, you're saying it because you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, it's I don't not. Want that apology. Yeah, I don't want that apology. And then they make they force you to accept it, and oh, that's no. you're teaching me the wrong lessons here. Yeah, that's not that's problematic. Oh man, if I could be in charge of this planet, <laughs> no, it wouldn't be enough. I need a council. <laughs> I don't want to be a single thing. You don't want to be a single parent to this country. No. No. No, and not that single parents can't do it. I'm not that strong right. person to be able to do that. Yeah. And who's to say that the way that I view everything is the correct way? Yeah, it takes a village. It takes a village. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. <laughs> Please send us an email about your world worldview. 
worldview <laughs> your worldview at i couldn't help but podcast at gmail.com also send us your bad date stories there um in audio or uh text form and we'll read them for you uh follow us on facebook at i couldn't help but podcast and follow us on instagram and twitter at we swear on chanel we haven't um, done this in a while i know i'm like what in the world is happening and the password is <laughs> <laughs> um until next time remember always, always wear, wear a condom, condom. bye, bye. It's not stopping. It's not stopping.